Welcome, folks, to the Loop 418 Radio Night, Monday Night Live! We are so thankful that you joined us here tonight. We're going to have a great night, a fun night. This is going to be exciting. I'm here with Pastor Valerie, and I'm Pastor Bill, and our special guest, Jamie Cass. Yeah! (laughs) Folks, this is the time when you go ahead and you start... Sending out the email, sending out the text right now to join the link on Luke418radio.com. Be sure to get plugged in to our chat with other listeners. We are live right there now. Come and chat with us at the Luke 418, Luke418radio.com. This is an exciting night, folks. God bless you. Thank you for joining tonight with us. Pastor Valerie, isn't it exciting? It's very exciting. Amen, amen. Wow, folks, this is so exciting. I'm so glad that you're here with us. We are broadcasting from coast to coast. Give God a shout, amen? Let's go ahead and post this up on social media. Let's get the whole East Coast lit up and the West Coast and in between, amen? Wow, Pastor Valerie, are you excited about tonight? Yes, it's very exciting. I can't wait to hear his testimony. Oh, man, this testimony is over the top, folks, over the top. We had him once before on the Luke 418 radio, and let me tell you, his testimony, everybody was so quiet you could hear a pin drop. It was very powerful. And so I want to welcome our special guest and brother in Christ. We love him very much. Jamie Gass, welcome to the Luke 418 Radio. Hey, how's it going? Great, great. I'm so glad you're here with us. Our listeners from coast to coast, they want to hear about your wonderful testimony. You know, we we titled this Amazing Grace and how God gave you so much amazing grace that the devil, he wanted you dead. But oh, yeah. God has taken you out of death and destruction and planted your feet on Christ. And now today you're a living and you're a deliverance minister. Wow. What next? Back to you. Yeah, it's been a long journey to even get where I'm at, but it's all the king, you know, all it's all his glory and honor, you know, to take a a person that's kind of went through the ringer like myself and uh, to be where I'm at now, you know, like um, I used to be an atheist. Uh, I wasn't a believer at all. But uh, in the beginning, um, you know, like, so my mom did have an abortion before and after me. And then, you know, I would always see that scripture for a while, um, Jeremiah, you know, when he said, I knew you when you were formed, when I formed you in your mother's womb and I called you. And I was like, I told my wife, um, I didn't know what the Lord was trying to say, you know, and um, it didn't really register. It didn't click to me. And uh, she goes, um, the one thing that you didn't know is uh, your mom was going to have an abortion with you. 
And when she went in there to get prepped, um, something wouldn't let her. She got up and ran out. Wow. Wow. And so um, I knew I knew what that something was. You know, I knew it was God. You know, even though I came, um, my mom's side, they're uh, secular Jews. And, um, you know, my dad, he's, he's mixed, um, you know, German, uh, Eastern European, uh, British, you know, Irish, and like Native American. So there's a variety pack in that side. So... Um, as I said, you know, growing up as a secular Jew, not not a believer, never hearing about God ever. Um, my grandma, she used to tell me, you know, the only church you go to is temple. You know, she was more like it's it's more like um, it's built in your customs of who you are as a Jew. You know, like it's who you are. You don't go to outside. You stay in, and if you're going to go to church, you go to temple. And uh um, so she wanted to have me like a bar mitzvah and learn the language. And I was like, nah, because, you know, I, I was growing up with um, in an area where there was like it was mixed. It was Hispanic, um, black and white. And and so, like, I didn't have any Jewish friends growing up. So I was like, that was like awkward to me. I was like, nah, I don't even want to be acknowledged like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so... um I try to just blend in to the background with everybody else. And like, um, you know, I grew up uh, trying to hang, met, meeting friends that were, uh, uh, you could say, uh, not kosher, you know, that they were on the other side of, you know, running the streets, getting into trouble, um, getting involved with gangs and, and all that kind of stuff, um, doing drugs, getting high, um, so it, it was pretty uh, rough for a long time. Then my wife and I, we started having, uh, you know, some relationship issues because we were living in sin and we had, you know, two kids already. And, uh, you know, her brother was a, a big Christian. And I said, he was like telling my wife, you guys should go to uh, uh, marriage counseling. So at, a, at this church by our house and I was like, you know, for me growing up in a broken home, like my mom had me at 15, my dad left, and I barely met him some years back. And um, I said, you know, I was willing to do whatever it took to keep my family together. That that, well, that was one of the main things. I didn't want my kids to grow up in a broken home like I did. And so, um, you know, we, we, we did what we could. My wife was like more of a believer. She kind of already knew God. Me, I was like... You know, I was looking at people like that is just a crutch for weak people. That was my whole whole um, outlook on it, the church and everything. And um, I was like, I didn't need it, but I was willing to go and listen to do whatever it takes for my family. So after a while of going, I really started like I wanted to study out the word and everything. And everything had to be in line for me because I had to break it all down and see how all the puzzles pieces fit together. And um, I did, I, uh, you know, I, I started researching to see if God was real. I was, I'm the type of person, like, I would, like, look under every rock. Um, I would leave no, you know, crack or crevice, ne- nothing open. It all had to fit. Every puzzle piece had to fit for me, you know, from, um, you know, like, to see the different religions, to see how all the puzzle pieces fit, 
to see. Then I started um, searching out, like um, seeing these crazy shows like Ancient Aliens. You know, like I was like, well, well, how does this fit into? I was asking God. I was saying, Lord, like, you know, how does this fit then? You know, into your word. I don't understand because I've never heard this at church. You know. And uh, he was clear, making everything very clear to me. And, um, you know, it was just all him. And then one day uh, I really started, uh, uh, he, he opened my eyes. The big picture was when he opened my eyes was, you know, Psalms 19. Um, it talks about, let me read it real quick. Absolutely. Psalms 19. Yeah, so in Psalms 19, he talks about, uh, you know, creating, it says, I'm going to read from the NLT version. It says, the heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or a word. Their voice is never heard. Yet the message has gone throughout the earth. Their words to all the words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun, and that's where things, you know, started clicking. Amen. Started, excuse me. Amen. I started seeing like um, that you know dissecting it more in deeper in detail. Like you know, in the book of Job, it talks about the Maseroth, You know. And um, he's telling Job, can you bring forth the Maserat? And I, and I was dissecting it all. And I was like, it's the gospel that's written up in the stars. So who but God could write uh, a story in the stars? There ain't no other person, you know, like whether you're an atheist and the devil had to pervert that. I, I, I clearly knew that's where you get into all this horoscope nonsense and all this other demonic stuff, you yeah, know, astrology and. Yeah. And, um, you know, and uh, so I was studying deeper and deeper and and I was like, wow, it's crazy, you know, that the devil had to pervert because if being an atheist, you know, and you understood that the gospel's written in the heavens, the word, the unspoken word of God is being proclaimed to the ends of the earth. That's why Jesus says he just needs you to be his hands and feet. And I was like, wow, that's that that was I was in utter amazement. You know, I was in shock and awe, I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, like, so there, like, as things started taking off, I was, I started becoming more of a believer and more my building faith. And I, you know, um, accept the Lord. Um, I was still struggling in areas and, um, and, uh, in beliefs in something, you know what I mean? Like getting my beliefs and, and my ducks in a row, I guess you could say. And, How many um, ducks do you have? <laughs> you know because you know everybody like some people have different twists on topics you know or what i come to learn is like some some people twist up the word of god into origami and they turn it into things that it's not like you know read it as it's written he he knows what he you know what he says he means what he says and he knows what he wrote you know what i mean like you don't need to twist it up into something that it's not that's right. I yes. agree with that. How about you, Pastor? Yeah, Howard? they change it to their own purposes. Yeah, and like, you know, they're not rightly dividing their word. They're, the word, they're chewing it up and twisting it and making, uh, you know, 
paper airplanes out of it. So I, I just didn't, didn't, you know, I had to start really getting into it more and breaking it down. And that's when like the Lord started speaking to me and showing me. And then like in 2006, um, I was still a hothead and I, I was still, you know, um, kind of messed up in a lot of areas. And uh, God was still had a lot of work to do with me, still still doing work, but he had a lot more back then. And um, I uh, so like these Mormons came to uh, one day to try to minister to me. And I had already known that like their theology was twisted and, um, you know, perverted. And so I was like, you know, I kind of like blew up because I got tired of hearing them. I was trying to I wanted to cut the grass down. And um, I, you know, cursed them. I cursed God. And I walked in the house and it was a week later. I was walking into the hospital with 105 fever. And um, the wow. doctors, they didn't even, they checked my temperature and they thought their machine was broken. They went and got <laughs> another one. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And so um, the it reg- registered 105. So um, they couldn't believe it. So. I ended up having to stay in the hospital. They found out that I had a, I was septus, you know, like a, I had caught a infection that went to my heart and was eating my aortic valve. Mm. And um, so <clears throat> uh, I had to stay in the hospital for like a month. I went through two open heart surgeries within one week, three days apart. And God, when he deals with me, he always does things in three um, you know, I don't know how it, how it is for some, you know, but, but he's always dealt with me it three days, you know, it was, it's a big impact with me on, with three days. Uh, my first heart, heart, open heart surgery was eight hours, three days later. Um, on the second day, they told me, they checked me out and they said, Hey, everything that we're doing is falling that we did is it fell apart. Cause they wanted to give me a pig valve. Mm. And uh, I said, no, I can't have that. So I, it's going to take the mechanical valve because I told the doctors, my, the doctors were like Arabs and Hindus, good doctors, great guys. But, you know, those were so they I knew their customs and their background. Mm-hmm. But like, um, you know, I said, I can't take the pig valve because um, my mom's side, out of respect, they're Jews. I said, um, I like bacon, but I don't want it holding my heart together. That's you know? right. So uh, I I was taking the mechanical and um, so they they said okay and then well they had to go back in on the second day they told me we have to go back in it's all falling apart so the mm-hmm. third day right in the early in the morning at the crack of dawn they they rushed me into the emergency room again to the surgery room to um, do it all over again it was six hours and uh, they came and told me after that the doctors that. Uh, you know, it was your God who saved you. It wasn't us. Praise and God. I was, yeah, and I was like blown away. I was like, wow, you know, like knowing their backgrounds, you know, they're Arabic and that some of the others are Hindus, like for them to acknowledge it was pretty powerful. You know, yes. I was like, that was pretty interesting, you know, because I know that like Hindus, they, they worship demons, you know, and I know... uh the Muslim God is the devil. He's not our God. You know, he's not Jesus. There's only one. You know, everything was created for him and by him and all things point to him. Mm-hmm. So. Amen. 
Amen to that. Wow. So you, you did you say that uh, you had a mechanical heart? And, no. Uh, you didn't? No, the valve. The, the valve. valve. Yeah. So, so you, they put it a, a, a mechanical valve in you, and then they said it was falling apart? Yeah, the tissue that was holding everything together and everything was, uh, it all fell apart. It all came undone. So mm. they, they had to rush me back in and redo it all. And they took a, um, parts, they took a valve from a cadaver and then they took, um, tissue from a cadaver and they, uh, they, they sewed me back up with the aortic valve. This is, this time I had two heart surgeons. And they put the valve in, and then they did reconstructive heart surgery with the tissue to hold everything together to make it stronger. Wow. Wow. So here they they put, past Valerie, they put the valve in there, and it wasn't working. It was yeah, falling that's apart. amazing. Yeah. And then they had to go back in there the second time and to do it right. Now, it sounded like the flesh was just disintegrating or something. Yeah. So expound on that. So so you went there a second time. Had you did you have to go back a third time, or it was just a second time? Yeah, it was just the the, the second time I had to go uh, and uh, get it done again within three days in the first, in that week. And then um, I stayed in the hospital a to- total of uh, uh, like thirty days. Wow! It would it happened actually on my thirty first birthday. On the thirty first birthday. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And how old how old are you now? Um now I'm gonna be forty seven next month. Wow. Forty seven. So it's lasted. Yes, it has. Praise God. And yeah. and there's a calling on your life. Yeah, it's all him, that's for sure. He's the one who's kept me and he protects me. Now this is amazing how how your mother had an abortion before you, and then she was going to abort you, but it didn't go through. And then you had she had an abortion after you. So Satan was destroying the godly bloodline, trying to keep you from being born. So you have a great calling on your life. Yeah, there, there must be something because uh, there would be no way that I would be here talking to you right now. Huh? You know, from the things that I've I've been in growing up, you know, like when I accepted the Lord and when when he finally opened my eyes to everything, um, you know, because I always wondered, like, um, I would I would actually get bitter, like when I would hear Christians say, um, oh, you know, like uh, talk about Jewish people and how they're so blessed and stuff. I was kind of like I had like bitterness there and I would be like, I never seen that in my life growing up. You know, I came from a. A poor, broken um, kind of family, you know, that they had their issues, you know, like most Americans, you know, and um, and so like I just didn't see the hand of God in my my family's life, you know. If anything, I seen death and destruction. So um, I was like, nah, you know, like if any, my thing, my my motto was, if Jews are here for any reason, you know, we're here to suffer for you. Christians, you know, kind of thing. I was like really bitter like that. And, um, you know, once, once the Lord like grabbed a hold of me finally and opened my eyes, um, he brought into remembrance of every time 
that he uh, protected me and had his hand upon me. He showed me like as a flash, as a flash like movie in my mind, um, you know, where like, uh, you know, where they shot at me before um, and things happened like when I was in gang, running with gangs and getting in with the wrong crowd and stuff like that, um, you know, where he, he was literally the one that uh, saved me. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So even though you were in a game and you're being shot at, God still saved you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I one time, I'll, I'll give in, even to, I'll even expand on that, that one time um, I was jumped by uh, a group of individuals. And, um, and they, the, literally the guy, uh, I didn't know this because when I, I didn't feel nothing, just an, like an impact. And then it was lights out. And uh, I was on the floor after that. I just remember like um, my friend's sister and cousin came and woke me up off the floor after everything was over. Uh, but this guy came from behind and he broke a baseball bat over my head, Ooh. a wooden one. And uh, and the other piece hit like a friend, like on the side of her head, like it came flying. I heard the piece that broke off. And wow. uh they picked me up off the floor after that, and then I found out, like, when my cousin and stuff came out of the liquor store, um, they were trying to break wine bottles at the uh, on these guys to get them off of me because they seen me on the floor, and um, they were trying to get these guys off me. They said that there was, like, you know, seven or eight guys hitting me with baseball bats on the floor, and I was unconscious. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so... um. You know, so the girls, they took me into their house, my friend's sister and cousin, and they said, wait out here until everything, the coast gets cleared out and then, you know, go ahead and go home or whatever. And so I did. And then I, right when I walked out and started walking, you know, to get out of there, um, the cops came and picked me up and took me home. They, you know, they kind of already knew who I was. They took me home and they told my mom to keep me in the house that they didn't want to see me out there for the rest of the night because they knew I would do something stupid, probably. Wow. That's amazing. Here, death is still at your door trying to take you out, and God um, saved you. They were there with baseball bats, beating it on your head, trying to kill you. Uh, death and destruction has been after your life. Uh, yeah, that that's for sure. You know, it's all... All glory to the king, you know. You know, if it wasn't for him, like I said, I would there was no way I would be here right now. Wow, that's that's absolutely for sure. You know, uh you had mentioned that you were seen in your family's life there was this death and destruction and and with the uh mother giving uh permission to have abortions, she brought that she opened that ungodly door and brought death and destruction into the home. And so, for you to see that at a young age, God has really given you a spirit of discernment. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny is that um, when I was a teenager, not knowing like the Word of God or nothing, um, I remember like coming home and laying down at night and going to sleep. Like before I go to sleep, you know, sleep paralysis and all that kind of stuff. You know, I remember like I would literally see demons like shadow figures come into my room and stand like around my bed at the foot of my bed or on the side 
and they were trying to like impart fear into me or like, and I just knew the, these things wanted to kill me, but I didn't, but they couldn't touch me for some reason, but I knew they wanted to. Uh, and I didn't know what they were. I would ask people and people would say, oh, you're, you know, you're crazy. You're high, you're drinking, whatever. And I said, no, I was absolutely sober. I know what these things, I don't know what these things were. Later on, I found out that they're demons. Mm-hmm. And la- later on, I, I even studied in the book of Job in chapter three that Job, you know, seen the spirit of fear. He said, what I always feared has came upon me. That's so right. he, had, he had opened the door to fear. And then fear manifested in, in front of him as a shadow entity and all the hair stood up on his arms, it said, and, you know, it even spoke to him putting doubt and unbelief in his head. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And that's why he had all these other problems, because he opened the door. Absolutely. You know, he was a righteous man, but he, he struggled with fear, doubt and unbelief. Yeah, that's right. You know, he was still he was still struggling in the areas because. You know, the word of God says uh, the devil goes to and fro the earth seeking who he can devour. So he can't just touch you. You know, according to Psalms 91, you you won't even dash your foot upon a stone. You won't even stub your toe. You know, if the king of king is watching over you. So, like, you have to ask yourself, you know, what door did you open? That's the key right there. That's the key. Opening the door. Or our parents opening the door since they're their authority over us. That's why we have to break those generational curses in our life. Amen. Amen. Now, you went through generational curse breaking after all this. Yes. Yes, I did. Um, uh, The Lord, like I was, so before I had even been with you and went through uh, deliverance with you, um, I was praying about like, Lord, like, you know, why do I have asthma? You know, because I had asthma at two years old, from two years old, and I struggled with it really bad. And I was always sick, always had to leave my job during the winters because um, when the cold came in, it, I really struggled, you know, and they would put me on prednisone and all this stuff and, um, you know, struggle with like bronchitis and pneumonia. It, it was like an every year thing, mm. you know, it was like clockwork. And um, so I prayed and I was asking the Lord, Lord, like, you know, what I see in your word is not lining up with what's, what's taking place in my life, you know. Like, um, you know, sick, I knew sickness was from the enemy because like his word just pointed it out so much to me. You know, I started understanding these concepts. And um, so like I was praying and, and I had people pray for me in the church and things weren't happening. I never, you know, got healed of my sickness, you know. So um, one one day, all of a sudden, I was watching YouTube and um, some pastor popped up on YouTube that I never heard of before, and he started talking about generational curses. So I'm like, huh? I knew right away, like the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit said, "This is you, you know, this is this is you right here." And um, he showed you in the Word of God and about the curse of the bastard, the ten generational curse, and um, the curse of you know generate the rest of the generational curses. Uh, that's like three to four generations passed down. And so I started seeing these things. And then I knew I was on my lunch break at the end of my shift at work and um, in the car by myself listening to this study. And I turned it off right there. And I was like, Lord, I repent for my sins, the sins of my parents, the sins of my ancestors on both sides of my family line. 
going all the way back to Adam and Eve. I ask these curses be broken off of me and all future generations moving forward from me in Jesus name. And immediately, right, right when I finished that, like I felt the only way I could describe it is this force came down upon me. And um, I was lean, laying down in my car, like leaning back. And uh, I felt this force come upon me. And I felt like if it was searching me, run, running through my body, searching my body. And I felt like uh, my, all of a sudden my lungs were open and something was ripped out of my lungs. And I knew like, wow, that was, I knew like my spirit knew like that was the dunamis power of God that, that I never experienced before. Amen. Yeah. So that then at that point I was convinced like faith even stronger like oh man like and i started really searching the word about sickness and and anything any rock i can uncover and sins and and um he was showing me you know like uh you know the night represents darkness you know we are children of the light and you know repent before the sun goes down you know because in 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 israel a day is from sunset to sunset you know so they would repent before the sun sets and so um he was showing me these things and like, um, you know, like, because if you go to sleep with an open door, you could get an enemy, you, you know, like, um, and he was showing me these, all these concepts. And so like, he would show me like how the sickness, it always manifests in the night, you know, when you're, when you're sick, it gets, uh, your fever comes hard at the night, right? But it breaks before the dawn, you know, because his mercies run new every morning, you know, he gives you a new set of grace. You know, so the sickness would always break because it's demonic. You know, yes. he was. It's demonic. He was, yeah, he was yes. already like showing me, and then later on, I uh, connected, started watching some of you came up on YouTube. I started watching some of your videos and stuff, and you were just expanded so much more on like some of the things that he was showing me. And then I knew, like, I wanted to uh, finish up deliverance with you. Amen. Yeah, and you that and you did. It. Yeah, that confirmed it. Yeah, so it it's all the king, you know, like with me it's it's been all um doing things on my own, hitting the wall, God showing me and turning me the different direction. That's kind of how it's been with me. So you know? so what you've been telling me is that you at an early age God has given you a discernment. Yeah. And you have ears to hear the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. And so, as he says, do this, you've been doing it. You go here, read this, go here, uh, watch this, you watch it. Oh, yeah. Like, so much so, like, uh, a lot of times, you know, like, one one day, I'll give you an example. I went to, um, um, like, well, actually, it was uh, my, my father-in-law. He was battling with some sickness. Um, and at the time, you know, he was Jehovah Witness. And uh, we went into the hospital. And... He was getting really bad, and I was trying to minister to him, And uh, but, you know, they, he was pretty convinced that I was wrong and he was right. And um, I'm like, All right, you know, I couldn't do nothing, you know, and I would, you know, try to ask for to pray for him and stuff. And um, he let us pray for him one time, but there was this young man across the hallway, and his mom stuck out to me. And I, I started learning, like, the Holy Spirit was pointing her out for a reason. And um, I didn't know what was what was going on, though. I just kind of knew something was about her. And so I went back 
I went home and then my, my mother-in-law, she came home and my wife later that evening, she said, Hey, her, their son has, uh, he's in the hospital with the same exact sickness that I had. He caught endocarditis. It was eating his heart valve and actually he bled in his brain. He hemorrhaged wow. in his brain. It was even worse. Horrible. And so, and he couldn't walk and stuff. So like, I was like, wow, no wonder. Okay. So I seen like, Something was going on. And um, so my like a couple of days later, my mother-in-law, she would go there and she was really tired and she would stay with my father-in-law by his side. And she was tired. My wife said, hey, can you go and relieve my mom and stay there with my dad? And I said, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll take my Bible and I'll just hang out and read, you know, because he was sleeping most of the time or if he needed anything, you know, just to be there to help him, you know. Because he was kind of bedbound at that time. And so um, I went down there. And then as I was walking down the hallway, um, the holy I, I felt the, the presence of the Lord upon me, you know. And I was like, what? What's going on? And I looked in this, this open door, and it was a waiting room. And I seen that lady and her daughter. And, wow. um, and so I'm like, all right. And I knew the Lord wanted me to speak to her, but I didn't know what. And then so um, I, I went to my father-in-law and, and my mother-in-law. And I said, hey, I'm going to go get something to eat um, downstairs. I'll be right back. And then you can go ahead and go. So as I was walking back, I was also like, Lord, if you want me to speak to her, you know, you got to confirm this to me, you know. And uh, so I walked by. As I was walking by again, the, the I felt the presence of the Lord on me again. And I looked in that room and. And I'm like, all right, I knew he wanted me to say something. I didn't know what. And so um, I went down, got food, and I'm like, Lord, I'm going to go get food. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell this lady. Like, but it, it has to be all you and nothing to me. I, I, they're going to think I'm a whack job, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I ended up going in the room, and the Lord kind of spoke it to my spirit. Like, you know, tell her her son's going to live. And I said, all right, all right. So I went in the room and uh, didn't, you know, they're, they're like talking and like, it seemed like they were talking in Spanish. I, I could pick up bits and pieces of Spanish because my wife's, you know, Hispanic. So I don't really know. I don't know the language, but I could pick up bits and pieces. And it looked, they were really stressed about whatever was going on. And um, I told her, hey, um, I didn't know how to break the ice. So I'm kind of like, uh, you know, we're moving in this unorthodox way saying, hey, uh, I don't know uh, how you're going to take this. And uh, I said, but God wanted me to come in here. I don't know if you're a believer or not, but I said, God wanted me to come in here and, and share something with you. And they said, oh, yeah, you know, they were Catholic. And I said, and I, and I was thinking in my head, well, that doesn't mean much. You know what I mean to me? Because I don't know who you're worshiping now. And um, but uh but I knew God wanted me to speak to them. So I was like, all right. And I, I said, the Lord wanted me to tell you your son's going to live. And she, they just turned their backs on me right there and started looking out the window. And they were like very upset, crying. And I'm thinking, oh, man, maybe I said something wrong. Maybe it's all bad. <laughs> I just started shoving French fries in my mouth. I just better keep quiet. And um, then they turned back around and they were wiping the tears off their face and stuff. And 
and the daughter, because the mom kind of spoke broken English and she knew, but she didn't really like, um, like to speak. And so the daughter started speaking to me and she said, my mom said that she was praying and asking God, uh, send her a sign that her son's going to be okay. Mm. And she said, you come in. Then that was that morning, I guess. And she said, you walked in and said, the Lord told you to tell that your son's going to be okay. He's going to live. Wow. Wow. Check that out. Amazing, huh? So listen to this. The gifts, he has the gift of discernment. He hears from the Holy Spirit and he obeys the Holy Spirit. And he goes and tells, gives, and God gives them a word. And then the word, he's talked to some strangers. And just because they were Catholic, it didn't stop him. He gave the word. And wow, it transformed those people's lives. God touched their lives. Yes. Wow. This is amazing. And, and so no wonder the devil wants him dead. No wonder the devil didn't want him birth to declare Christ's word, to declare the gospels and walk in power and authority. Wow, this is amazing. The amazing grace that God has poured out on your life. Yeah, like I said, that's for sure. It's all him. And very little of me. What what Is else it? has he been talking to you about? Huh? What else has he been talking to you about? He's been showing me a lot about, uh, he keeps in putting it in my heart about, uh, you know, he's dealing with the church right now, his children, um, trying to get them right, cleaning them up. Absolutely. You know, um, some are being disciplined. Um, you know, he says, his word says, I chasten those that I love. If he doesn't chasten you, then you're not his. That's you know? right. So, like, he's he's dealing with a lot of the church right now. Uh, you know, that's why so many believers are, are struggling right now, um, you know, feeling like they've been getting beat up. Um, you know, he's strengthening them in different areas. He's refining them. You know, he's he's... You know, there's there's a lot of different things that he's working in a lot of us. You know, me, myself, I'm being spanked right now by the Lord because of uh, I kind of been like a Jonah a little bit. Ouch. Yeah. So like um, he showed me like you've been going this way. I want you to go this way. And uh, I said, all right, Lord, like I, I got it. I got it this time. This time I'm, I'm, I'm all in. You know, I'm not I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to start stepping out more in faith. You know, like, I'm going to step up to the plate now. Better, better, better. Yeah, because, you know, this has been one of one of my struggles, you know, speaking, um, you know, one-on-one. Uh, I'm okay. But, you know, one of the things that I've kind of struggled, you know, even as a, as a kid, you know, giving, talking, you know, giving, you know, my reports in front of the class, you know, that was kind of always my weak area, you could say. And so the Lord, like, it's time, like, he's telling me it's time, you know. That's right. I used to have that, too. Me, did too. You? I definitely did. We used to call it stage fright. Yeah. You know, I, I was I was um, same way, just uh, shy and didn't want to be out in the front of people and and was real quiet and 
Look at me now. I've got a motor mouth. Wow. Like. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like my voice, like uh, your guys' volume is coming in kind of static. It's coming in static? Okay. All right. Maybe it's your connection there? Okay. So Sounds real good to me. Yeah, it sounds good here. Maybe you're breaking up. Could be maybe you're in the internet. So we just put the blood of Jesus Christ around the internet connections yeah. right now. We command yes. the, the connections and the internet, uh, uh, that's being broadcast through cables, through the satellite, through wherever the internet's going. We just command it to line up to the word of God and function properly. We put the blood of Jesus Christ and we loose the angels of God around that connection. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. How, how are you doing now? Can you hear yeah, us okay? It's still a little fuzzy, but okay. we could do this. All right. So what I could do is, um, you're sounding here in the, uh, uh, good in the, um, in the uh, studio here. How's it sound out to you, uh, listeners? It says, uh, it sounds good. It's on it the sounds, air. It sounds good. Okay, continue okay. on. Okay. All right. So, you know, like um, he's just been showing me about like how he's cleaning up his church right now. And, um, you know, he's really been impressing on my heart. One of the things that he's been showing me over and over that I shared with with you before the show is about uh, the, the wedding in Canada. Yes. You know, he, he keeps showing me that, like keeps popping up, you know, and about the outpouring of uh, the Holy Spirit in this time that's that's getting ready to take place. It's already has started. But uh, not where it, not where you can imagine where it's going to end, and um, you know, like uh, so, the wedding in Canada is it's it's actually a, a prophecy. Um, it's actually like God is showing you in that word that uh, from the beginning to the end, if you break it down, you know, He's showing you how. When the mom says, when his mom says, uh, obey my, when they said they ran out of wine and she says, obey his commands, you know, she's basically what she's saying is obey his commands, do whatever my son asks. Even in, before that, he says, woman, when he, she came to Jesus and told him, she said, he said, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. He's telling you it's not time, you know, for the for the outpouring, you know, it's on its way, but it ain't coming. It ain't yet. And then he's telling she says, you know, do whatever, whatever my son says to do, do it. You know, she's he's telling you right there that, uh, you know, obey my commands, obey his commands. And then when you take the six you know, in verse six in John two, he says, standing nearby, we were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. You know, water represents life in the Bible. And those ceremonial Jewish washing, you know, it's cleansing of the garments he's showing you right there. You know, and the wine, turning the water into wine, he's showing you that the that's the anointing that's coming you know and the washing of the garments and when he says that there's six empty vessels right there and jesus being in the midst of them six empty vessels he's showing you a depiction of the menorah you know of the seven spirits of god 
um, the lampstand, you know, which he goes and expands on in Revelation, you know, in Revelation, he tells you. And then when he says this is at the end of that, he says, this is like no other ceremony. You did most weddings give the best first, but you save the best for last. God is showing you that the best is yet to come. So don't get discouraged in these times. We're all taking blows. You know, we're all getting spanked by our father, refined. You know, the enemy's coming against people at any opportunity he gets. You know, he's he does not. He wants to dwindle the herd. You know, he does not want God's children to come up like a mighty rushing wind against him. You know, he, he's trying to thin out the herd. It's what he's trying to do. Any opportunity he can. So like, um, what a great word. Now, what in revelation, what scripture was that? When we go check out in revelation. One thirteen. It says, and standing in the middle of the lampstand was someone like the son of man. So he's showing you like, you know, in those six empty vessels with him being in the middle, like it, you know, it's the lampstand. It's a picture of the lampstand. And then when you go into uh, Revelation one twenty, it talks about, you know, that that star system, uh, the Pallades. Is a rep, how the gospel's written in the stars. That's a picture right there. It goes down and says from 20, in verse 20, this is the meaning of the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. So, you know, Amen. when you... When you read about uh, the two witnesses, they are the two lampstands. And it says the lampstands are representation right here of the seven churches. And Jesus says, if you go on, I believe it's in, um, you know, Revelation 2, 5, where he says, repent or else I will remove the lampstand. He's telling you like, you know, he's telling the churches like he will remove his anointing or his presence from that church you know if you if you if there's not obedience if there's compromise or whatever um he's going to remove his presence and that's not a good place to be because if mm -hmm. god removes his presence from that building there's going to be a void and something will fill it and it ain't going to be god that's right pastor valerie that's right that's right we get this lately we've been hearing a lot of prophecy coming forth yeah. about the same things that you're talking about. Um, they don't use the specific in the scriptures with the beautiful uh, parallels that you're showing between the wedding in Cana and the lampstands. That's awesome what you're saying. But they're saying the same things about the church must be ready because it's Christ is judging the church and we must be holy and righteous in him and be ready. And uh, I always wondered how, when I saw the state of the church that it is right now, how was it going to be like in Ephesians 5, talking about the bride ready for Jesus where she's without spot and blemish? I said, that's so far from the truth. The, the bride right now of Christ looks like a muddy old girl in an old dress that fell into a mud puddle off the road. My goodness, there's... <laughs> 
But, you know, I couldn't see how it could get to that, you know, to be pure and holy without spot. And I see it now. I see the path that it's going to take to get to that point before the uh, great revival outpouring throughout the whole earth. And then I believe the rapture of Christ before the seven-year tribulation hour. And I think that's the way it's going to go. Amen, amen. Okay, so um, uh, can you hear us now? Hello? Jaime, check your check your connections. Apparently, uh, folks, he's having a difficult hearing us over the uh, Skype connection. So, our our prayer warriors out there, let's let's go ahead and pray for him right now. We just command that Skype connection of the audio to connect now, now. in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Connect. We loose the angels of God around him to, connect, to protect him right now in Jesus Christ's mighty name. We loose right now mighty warring angels to fight for him that he will be able to hear in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. And here we go trying to connect. Praise Hello. the Lord. Hello. Can you hear us now? Yeah. Okay, wonderful. We just had to reconnect, folks. We just had to reconnect. I'll tell oh. you, this has been just so interesting. I'll tell you, your testimony, and then the Word of God being poured out through you. We're having hungry listeners throughout the whole entire coast-to-coast coast right now we're broadcasting. And I'll tell you more as you are giving your testimony and what God is saying. You're actually bringing confirmation, but what we've been teaching mm-hmm. that, that we're, we're to align up our words and our confession to word of God is the washing of the word. And so we're to present ourselves holy and righteous before God because this great outpouring is coming. And so this is exciting. So we just really think the Lord, that how you have been sharing with us about what God has been teaching you. And this is amazing. Now, you're talking about the the wedding uh, feast of the wine. And uh, could you give our listeners the scripture of that? Yeah, that's in John chapter 2. Or, yeah, John 2. John chapter 2, and that starts at verse 6? Wow, um, yes. Okay. okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, you were saying about in Revelation about how the, the, the empty um, jugs were, um, were representing the church and Christ was in the middle. Yeah, like, so the six empty vessels, they represent, um, you know, like, they represent the lampstand. You know, there's no reason for him to tell you six with Jesus standing in the middle of it. It, it, it completes the, the menorah. You know, when he gives you numbers like that, it's it's usually significant. You know, there's a meaning behind it. It's kind of like, you know, when, uh, you know, when Nebuchadnezzar, when you go back into the book of Daniel, and Nebuchadnezzar threw those three young men, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, when he threw them in the fire... You know, Nebuchadnezzar was a type of antichrist. He was yes. giving, he was giving you a prophetic insight of 
future of a future event with all of that, you know, bow down. You know, the Antichrist is going to make an image and uh, he's going to want people to worship it. Yes. And so what he was what he was showing you with that, like, you know, when when, um, you know, when he turned when he told uh, when Nebuchadnezzar said, turn it up seven times hotter. You know, that that was a nugget that the Lord threw out there for people to catch, you know, that um, he was showing you this is a future event, seven years tribulation. You know, like, where did Jesus meet those young men in the fire in the midst, you know? Yes, that's so, true. Seven, seven is a predominant number in the Bible. And so I think it's three. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So, you know, he gives you... Uh, uh, types and shadows of future events in the Old and New Testament of things, you know, in the New Testament for things that we are, this end time generation is going to go through. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. It repeats. So, it repeats. Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. Ecclesiastics says, there's nothing new under the sun. What was will be again. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. Be- just because it's new to you doesn't mean it's new. Yeah, that's right. I'll tell you one thing. I'm excited. This is a great time to be alive. Amen. This is you know, everybody's waiting to be raptured out of here and to not go through anything. But, you know, if you understand the rapture takes place, I, I'm in full, I'm fully convinced that the rapture takes place at the end of the two minute, the two witnesses ministry. Uh-huh. And I believe that the two, two witnesses, like I, I have expanded on to you guys before the show and talking a little bit about, I'm, that the Lord has put this on my heart, you know, that the two witnesses are the righteous and the elect, the called and the chosen, the wheat and the barley, you know, and, um, you know, you could see the reason why I say this, they, we seen that the lampstand are, are, you know, one of the churches, you know, he's talking to the churches. Yes. And, um, so they're groups, you know, they're not just, uh, uh, individuals, you could say right and so in romans the other key to this verse right here is in uh of this picture of who the two witnesses are is this verse right here in romans chapter 11 verse 24 and he's talking to christians that that were like i guess kind of like getting a little big-headed and he's telling them about like but you are wild by nature, a branch cut out from a wild olive tree. So if God was willing to do something contrary to nature by grafting you into his cultivated tree, he will be far more eager to graft the original branches back into the tree where they belong. And if you look at it in the King James, it says that last, that last um, sentence who are the natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree. So the chosen, you could say, or the Jews, the chosen, whatever you want to say, however you want to look at that, um, they're just their own olive tree. So if they're their own olive tree, then that means that the righteous, the wheat, you know, because they are the barley, then the wheat are they they are their own olive tree that makes two olive trees you know that's not my twisting up god's word that is what it says 
you know, that they will be put back into their own tree. That they are a separate tree. Amen. Am I right? Amen. That's right. And um, that, that's what the Jews are waiting for. And uh, the sad thing about it, it it's going to take the tribulation period for the Jews to be disciplined and then for God to come and bring salvation to them. As uh, God is coming against the church right now and and um he is um he is judging the church. He's judging the church right now. He's taking out the lukewarm. And oh. and those that are are true believers in Christ that are washing themselves with the word of God, correcting themselves and, and purposing their heart to live in holiness and righteousness, God says that he's going to uh, continue working through you and he has a ministry and a purpose for you to get out there to glorify God through the gifts that he's given you. And uh, it's amazing that judgment has come to the church first, and then it's going to go out into the world, and then judgment's going to come in that seven-year tribulation period to the Jews. And God's going to save the remaining, those who, who you know, uh, continue on through. And um, this is God's process. And so um, this is exciting, folks, to know that God loves us, He has a plan, and that we're to obey, just like Jamie said that we're to obey. The word of God says we're to obey his word. And when we obey his word, then we have fellowship with God. Amen. That's right. Uh, Jesus says, if you love me, obey me, right? Obey my commands. Yeah, that's the only way we can uh, show him love. Amen. And, you know, God right now, I believe, is sharing with us the true meaning of the word of God. And trying to weed out all the garbage that's been taught for all these years. And it's, he wants that pure word of God to be spoken and to be, uh, understood in that way, in that light. Absolutely. Folks, we're going to go into our top of the hour break. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Luke 418 Radio Network. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. It's going to be an exciting night, folks. Exciting night at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Right here, broadcasting in an undisclosed location. We're going to shut off all our GPS to bring to you from coast to coast. Monday Night Live! It's going to be exciting, folks. Stay tuned. Hold on to your chair. 7 o'clock tonight, Pacific Time. We're going to open the phone lines and love to hear from you so we can pray for you. 
We're going to see the power of God bring healing to your life. Pastor Bella and I will see you tonight on the Look 418 Radio Monday Night Live. We'll see you then, folks. God bless you. Welcome, folks, back to the top of the hour of the Look 418 Radio Network, Monday Night Live. I'm so thankful that you tuned in with us. I would encourage you to email, text, and let your brothers and sisters and your aunts and uncles and your friends on social media to join the Look 418 Church, actually the Look 418 Radio, and be a part of us. Amen. Amen. Pastor Valerie, this is exciting. Amen. It's so exciting tonight, just listening to all this wonderful things and little treasures that are popping out here and there out of the scriptures and all the new things that God is doing. We are living in the last days. We are living in a very exciting time to be alive. Amen, amen. Folks, we're going to go ahead and open up the phone lines. And if you have a question to talk to Minister uh, Jamie and uh, ask him some questions, that would be awesome. We would love to be able to share with you uh, the great things that God is doing. Now, I have a question, uh, Jamie. Uh, do you have a social media where people can contact you on? Uh, no, not at this time. Okay. All right. So, folks, you can call in 951-389-4950. Again, that's 951-389-4950. Call in, and we'll take your calls, and you can ask Deliverance Minister Jamie what questions you have. I'll tell you, Jamie, this has been exciting how you've been bringing the Word of God and enlightenment. What you've been sharing tonight is just bringing confirmation of what the Luke 418 Radio and the Luke 418 Church has been doing, taking the Word of God and washing the saints and preparing them for the coming of the Lord. Amen. And He's coming. And He's coming for a bride without a spot or blemish. Yes. And you know, that's so important today that we, we get this message because we just can't be playing that grace card and thinking we're going to make it to heaven when God says that we must step up to the plate, as you said, better, 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 and start taking this seriously and becoming holy and righteous and sacred before the Lord. Amen. It, it really goes back to, um, you know, how I, how I said within Psalms 19, you know, uh, that the gospel is written in the stars, you know, the unspoken word of God. And like, he asked you to be his hands and feet. He lives in your heart. His, his um, commands are written on your heart. You know, like the, the heart, you know, what a lot of people don't know is it has four chambers, right? And there's as well as there's four chambers in, in the temple, you know, there's the, the inner court, the outer court, the Holy of Holies, and Solomon's porch. 
you know, like it's fashioned right after the temple of God. Wow, that's amazing. Pastor Valerie. I've never heard that, but it's amazing. That I, is amazing. I knew about the uh, Holy of Holies and the holy place and the place of the Gentiles, things like that we learned in the Bible. But to see it from a Jewish perspective, it's so amazing to hear the more details and intricacies about the symbolism of the uh, temple. Yeah, so he's, yeah. He, he set up his tabernacle in your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's how he speaks into your spirit. <clears throat> yes. You know, he's, he speaks it right into you. That's why sometimes, um, you know, like you'll just know that you know that you know because he's spoken to your spirit. Yes, that's true. We have a call coming in. Praise the Lord. Luke 418 Hello. Radio Network. And uh, who's calling in? Hi, it's Priscilla from Las Vegas. Hey. Hi, Priscilla. And Valerie. God bless you. Thank you for calling in to the Luke 418 Radio. Yes. Wow, this testimony is amazing. Hi, uh, Minister Jamie. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. I'm just in awe with this uh, testimony because, um, well, I actually have two questions for you. But thank you for sharing this uh, powerful testimony. I've never heard. Um, you know, anything like this before. It's it's incredible, the power of God in your life, how he's moving in your life, and how he's um, using you, you know, with your family. So um, I do have two questions. Um, so my first question for you is, uh, how did you know you were called into deliverance ministry? And uh, my second question to you is, how did your family respond to that calling? Because deliverance ministry is not just any, you know, it's a ministry that some people are not comfortable with. Some people are, you know, they feel a certain way. So um, can you share a little bit of that experience for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, So what happened was, is um, it's kind of crazy because the way God kind of does things with me, is a lot of times he just throws me in the ring because um, sometimes I'm, I guess, so hesitant sometimes or I doubt myself or um, I, I've doubted, like, am I hearing from God, you know? And um, and so, like, you know, he's the way he's kind of showed me along and helped me along with some of these things in some of these areas was um, we were having a barbecue at my house one day and uh, my son's brother-in-law um he started manifesting uh, uh cerebral he had a cerebral palsy uh, seizure episode and um i knew right away like the lord spoke to me and he's like that boy has a demon and um so we my wife and i we went over there to pray and you know speaking in tongues and like i wasn't sure about deliverance yet i wasn't really understanding it all i was like kind of reading about it but i didn't really understand it yet and um my authority and stuff and so um, he snapped out of it. He kind of got up and started grunting and growling at me. And um, so we kind of settled him down and stuff. And then um, we, my wife and I, we used to go to um, um, uh, down in L.A. Um, I forget the name of it. Skid Row. And um, so he started uh, showing us about deliverance at Skid Row already. He was kind of already me not aware he was already putting me in the presence showing me getting me familiar with demons knowing understanding the different levels of demonic possession um 
And then, um, so that, that we invited that young man back another time and had another barbecue and, uh, he just manifested at that point. Like, uh, he was having stabbing pains in his heart. And I knew, like, I told him, I said, Hey, uh, you have a demon, you know, like, are you ready to get rid of that thing? And, uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's, he, and so we, my wife and I mean, my son and I, we brought him in the, in the garage and, uh, we started praying over him, casting, you know, breaking off generational curses, casting things out. And, um, he was vomiting all over the place in my, in the garage and stuff. And, you know, he accepted the Lord and, and then, uh, we brought him back out cause we, we thought it was all done and over. I, I wasn't sure, you know, I, w- I was, I was really new to deliverance, you know, and then, um, I never did it like on my own. I would watch people and, but I never did it on my own yet. And then, um, so I went in, I'm like, after that, I'm like, I'm going to go get food now. I want to eat. I'm hungry. And so I went in the house and started making my plate and my son comes in. He's all dad. It's not over. Like something's going on with him. He's, he's acting up. And I, I, I took off out there and I told my son, get my Bible. And, um, cause I, I kind of knew like, oh, this, whatever is there is upset now. And, um, I just aggravated it. And, uh, so at that time, uh, you know, he was really like getting manifesting. And so I was at that time, I kind of just like the Holy spirit just kind of did his thing. I was, I bound him. Um, I asked for angels on, on each side to protect me. Um, I commanded, you know, who, who am I speaking to? Who's there now? And uh, he jumped up in my face and uh, it, it uh, yelled out, this is Lucifer. He's mine and you can't have him. And uh, it was all my my family was outside at that time, like um, my son and his wife and sister and and the grand, my granddaughter. And they all like their eyes got as big as saucers and they <laughs> took off in the house and... <laughs> It was uh, it was my wife, myself, and my son out there, and um, I, you know, I casted it out, and then I heard a, a, an evil laugh uh, of a woman, and I knew that Jezebel was there, and then I kind of related it. The Holy, Sh- right when 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 Lucifer manifests in my mind, um, the Lord spoke to me, and He showed me a picture. You're like Daniel. I'm throwing you in the lion's den. Mm-hmm. You, and I said, all right, Lord, like oh. I knew like, oh, I, this is something that I really have to study and learn about. And I casted out Jezebel. And then after that, like, you know, it, everything was good, you know, but he showed me like he showed me like this is where I want you, you know, like, you know, learn, learn about this, train about this, study this. And I I did and studied and took courses and and as much as I could and but really you don't learn until you actually get in the get in the fight mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. you know yeah. you, can, right. you can get as much book smart as you like but until you get actual um, experiences that's everything and and then for as my family they they thought I was crazy <laughs> you know when I started talking about this stuff they started thinking what kind of drugs are you taking <laughs> Yeah, but my mom's seen fruit. You know, like my mom had, I'll give you, uh, I, I, you know, praying with my mom, doing deliverance with my mom and stuff and um, breaking off generational curses. My mom had Crohn's disease. 
um, what, what, you know, they say can't be healed. And she went to the doctor a while back, you know, breaking off curses and, and getting rid of fear and, um, cleaning, you know, doing those things of deliverance, the steps of deliverance. And, uh, she's completely healed. Amen. Amen. Give God a shout. Yeah. Wow. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that. Can I just ask one more question? I just have one more question. Sure. We'll give you one. Five bucks. If you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How do you, how do you respond, Minister Jamie, to people who say, um, people around you say, oh, um, this, uh, that they were uncomfortable, that they're afraid whenever you speak about deliverance. Um, did you encounter anybody within your circle saying, Oh, I'm not comfortable with this topic or, um, why are you always talking about demons? Cause it's something I'm, I'm currently, um, you know, having to respond to people. Oh, you always talk about this, you know, the demonic and it's just hard for me to, to respond in a way like, well, okay, well, what what would be your guidance and your advice to me, uh, someone who's stepping into deliverance ministry, who's also in that journey to answer these questions with family members and friends? You know what? You really have to pray for them because it says in the word of God that the God of this world blinds the minds of the unbeliever. So you have to take it to the throne room of God and you have to petition him to and command the devil to unblind the minds because and give them eyes to see. In Proverbs, it says, eyes to see and ears to hear is a gift of God. So you have to command that the devil loose the mind of them and open the, and ask God to open their eyes. Give them eyes to see and ears to hear. And, um, yeah, that's really like the only way I believe because most people um, are going to think you're crazy. I, I get that. You know, people think I'm wacky all the time. Yeah, it says uh, the Bible does teach that the things of God are foolishness to the world. And that's what they see it. They see it as a foolishness. But yeah. the wisdom of God, is it's, it's on a different level. And a lot of people just don't get there. They don't get it. And you have to be in the Holy Spirit, in the anointing, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and you have to be in that zone. I call it in the zone. <laughs> get in the and zone. Get in the zone where you understand these things spiritually. And they make total sense to you at that point. And even if they don't, you feel the peace of God and you understand through the Holy Spirit what's going on in that spiritual realm. That's right. That's right. So, so, you know, you too can join the WAC Club. <laughs> Just be, <laughs> just be a deliverance the minister. Whack. <laughs> oh my God! Great. Oh, I'm in the club now. Yeah. <laughs> you are. Amen. You're in the club. You're in the uh, whack club. Praise the King. Yeah. Yep. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you so much, uh, Minister Jamie. Your story has greatly touched my heart mm. um, because it's similar to something I'm. My husband and I are actually in that journey right now of uh, becoming deliverance ministers. And, you know, it's like you said, we we read a lot of the instructions and stuff, but you're right. It's not until you face it and confront it that you have that God, it just shows up and he just helps you with it, you know. So thank you so much. 
I appreciate all your um, advice on this. Wow. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, Pastor Bo and Valerie. Thank you. Oh, my answer to the question. Thank you, guys. Okay. I love you guys. Bye. Love you too. Folks, that was Priscilla. Wow. Some great questions. And what an encouragement of uh, sharing uh, this information. And it's, it's in inspiring her. Folks, yes. this is great. We have the phone line open at 951-389-4950. Who's the brave one that's going to be out there and call that number? We'd love to talk with you. And Jamie is here to answer any question that you have. Maybe you encourage you. Maybe if you'd like to receive some prayer from Jamie, call 951-389-4950. Pastor Valerie. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're talking with Jamie, and it's been very fascinating. Go ahead, Jamie. Oh, thank you. Like, yeah, like, you know, the the real war is fought in the trenches. It is. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's not, it's not. Uh, you know, fought in the in the pews. Yeah. You know, you have to get out there and get in the fight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's where you grow. Is that's where you grow this knowledge and understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, what's your next step? What What does God put it on your heart? And uh, um, in this revival that's coming up, what does God put on your heart to do? Uh, you know, like um, he's really been pushing me in the direction of, um, you know, maybe starting some some home Bible studies. Oh, there you go. Nice. And, uh, yeah, you know, because I've I've never taken the position of. Uh, oh, we um, have a we have a phone call. Welcome to Luke Four Eighteen Radio Network. This is Pastor Bill, and who is this? Barbara Halterman, and I happen to be Jamie's aunt. Oh, is that wow, right? You're okay. calling in. Wow. Welcome. I'm welcome. calling in from San Antonio, Texas. Hey, there we go. San Antonio, stars and stripes in the heart of Texas. Amen. Well, welcome. Do you have a question for Thank you. Jamie? I think I have more of a praise report for Jamie, how oh, proud yeah. I am of him. Okay. and. Uh, how he's walking with the Lord and the the spirituality that he shows to so many others. I'm just so proud of you, Jamie, and I love you so much. Thank you. He's God. Amen. You're welcome. Yeah. Love you too. You have a blessed night, and I'm going to continue to listen to you and hope to see you soon. Amen. I'll Amen. be there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Have a blessed night. Thank you for calling in. Wow, folks. You're welcome. Well, that was uh, Jamie's aunt. Wow, what a surprise. Living in Texas. You know what, Jamie's aunt? I didn't catch your name. I was switching the, the sound Bar- system. Barbara. There. Barbara. Wow, that's the same name as my wife's sister, Barbara. Now, you know, you can pray for us, Barbara, because God has really laid it on our heart to establish a Texas church of Luke 418 in Texas. We're not mm. sure where it's going to be. Or when it's going to flourish, but church, amen. Pastor Valerie. Amen. I think the Lord was just showing me something very beautiful. Um, God uses a lot of pictures with me because I'm a very artistic person and I love pictures rather than words. And he showed me that when rain starts, 
you're going to start seeing not just pouring rain coming down, but you're going to see little droplets here and there in the beginning. And then it's going to get, you know, more and more rain until it becomes a flood. And I think where we are is in those little teeny droplets before this great outpouring. And we're seeing these beautiful little things happen to all of us all over, just this excitement now in the body of Christ before that great outpouring and all the gifts that God is going to bestow on his children. And it's very exciting, exciting time and very wonderful and happy to see this latter rain falling finally after 2,000 years and to really believe. You almost want to just rub your eyes. It's really happening because we've waited for so long for this to happen. But I believe it's here, folks, and I'm just so excited. And with God, time doesn't mean anything to God. God exists. He has no beginning and no end. It's only us that is on a timeline. And God uses time, but to him, it, you know, to him, a, a day could be a thousand years, or a thousand years could be just as one day. So we shouldn't be impatient of how long this is all taking place. We should just be very expectant and just follow him and do what he says and be obedient to Christ and be excited for each little raindrop that comes before the great outpouring. Right, Pastor? Yeah, there's going to be a great outpouring. Yes. According to um, Kent Christmas, the prophet, uh, that this um, winter is when uh, God is releasing the death angel to remove the lukewarm Christians. You know, God says the uh, what is coming up to the point of that, that uh, repentance is not going to be available after that when he releases that, because he says judgment starts with the church. Judgment starts with the church. And he says with the church, when he brings judgment, then he's going to go and bring judgment to the world. And then that's where the great outpouring is going to take place like never before. We're going to walk in extreme health. We're going to walk in great power of God and being bold as lions. Matter of fact, uh, um, Jamie was talking about how the heavens speak about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everything's there in heaven. And just really recently, you took a survey, Pastor Valerie, and the survey said, uh, about the heavens, declared that you are a lion, that you are bold. I'm a bold lion. You're a bold <laughs> lion. Amen. And so we're excited what the heavens declare about Jesus Christ and declare about us. And we, ne we need to step up to the plate and start living to be a living sacrifice for Jesus Christ. And those who are true believers will be set Free, and there's yeah. a great, there is a great healing that is coming, and so we're excited about that, folks. We have a, a phone call right now. Let's answer it. Welcome to the Luke 418 Radio Network. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. This is Pastor Bill. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. God bless you, Pastor Bill and Pastor Valerie. This is Daisy. Oh, Daisy. Hi, Jamie. God bless you. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thank you. So I had a qu well, I think two questions. One of my questions were the, um, 
how can you explain to a person when they when someone's like trying to um do deliverance on them if they hear voices in their head how can you detect if it's the demons or if it's just you talking to yourself in your head you know like um you, you could rationalize with yourself like but most of the time it's either the enemy trying to put things in your head or it's god trying to put you know speak to you if if things line up with the word of god if you are familiar with god's word and you get familiar when he's speaking to you you know like you will be able to separate the difference you know of your rationalizing in your mind when the enemy's trying to whisper into your ear or when the lord is speaking to you you know you'll know yeah. you'll it'll be it'll be the more time you spend with the lord the more time you spend in his word things will become very evident to you it'll be very crystal clear yeah and how about a person that's getting deliverance like um and like you're doing deliverance on the person that person hears something but they don't know if it's the demon inside them speaking or if it's their own talk in their head like you know when we talk ourselves in our head in our head yeah well that's the question is what is it telling you you know like that's yeah the- the keys are the keys are what is uh you know this voice that you're hearing you know which way is it going is it uh you know when you're rationalizing in your own head it's your own thoughts but is this thing is this thing telling you to do things demonically is this thing uh trying yeah. to sway you in a way like de- demons feed off your emotions um they yeah. really do they feed off your emotions that's how they get their snares they throw their snares out you you step on them uh, they'll they'll try to add fuel to the fire to get you. That's why you hear these stories of these uh, school shooters. Um, you know they they get them into like anger, rage, and then it goes to murder. Um, these and they always say that they they fueled the fire so much with these young men um, that they black out and they don't remember what they did. Well, that's when the demons took over and they put him in the back seat. And, uh, you know, yeah. they controlled him like a puppet on a string. So it's really the learning the discernment of where these things are swaying you. Are they feeding you off your emotions? You know, they try to get you out of your love walk. Um, you know, it's our love walk is, uh, you know, we're supposed to walk in love, loving everyone and also love ourselves. And, um, if they yeah. get you out of your love walk, that's, that's a start where they're removing you from under the grace of God. Yeah. You know, so like it's yeah. really learning like um which way are they leading you, you know? If is it in line with God's word? Are they telling you to, you know, to like I'll give you an example. The, um we had a friend, my wife had a friend of hers where um her she had two daughters and they're Christians and they went to Christian school. And mm-hmm. one daughter kept hearing voices in her head saying tell her dot she would tell her, it would tell her to take a bat and hit your sister in the head while she was sleeping. And you, we know, mm-hmm. you know, that's not of God, you know, that's a mm-hmm. demon, you know? And, um, yeah. we started talking to her about deliverance and she kind of felt funny. And then my wife went over there and she had open doors. They had open doors. They would go to like Metallica concerts. The dad would take her to, and, and, you know, like you can't, you got to separate yourself from these things and close these doors, you know? 
and mm-hmm. uh, watch. They would watch horror movies and stuff. So my wife explained to her. She casted out the demon, and you know, like um, after that, she was good. The voices stopped. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and no, I used to watch Gary Moore when I was little. I didn't like them, but then I just kept watching them. Oh, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm, I also I'm a, wanted. I'm a, um, oh, I'm a, uh-huh. I'm a believe. I'm a believer that you know, like, be careful what you open up your ears to, what you open up your eyes yes. to. Um, these are all gateways, you know, into your spirit, yes. into your soul. Like you have, you have to be careful. You know, like you have to walk a very narrow path and try to stay on it. And when, you know, when we drop the ball, you know, like if you drop the ball, like, you know, go on your knees. And when you're praying to God, get on your face and say, Lord, forgive me. You know, I, I messed up. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I, I, when I got saved and stuff and I was, um, you know, learning about things, that was one thing, um, assistant Christ told me was like, we have to be careful what we're watching. Um, because I didn't know. I, you know, I just got saved and I was still watching TV shows. And so I grew up in soap operas. And there was one soap opera I used to watch called Days of Our Lives. I don't know if anyone's familiar with it. I remember yeah. that. Oh, you remember? Yeah. I grew up with that. I don't even know why. So when I was young. But <laughs> yeah, so it was just so addicting. And then once I just kept on, you know, spending time with the Lord and I would watch the soap opera, I'm like wait a second, like, this is too provocative and why everyone's dating each other and everyone's family. And uh, it was just it's crazy to me. And then I was like, okay, I can't watch. So I got a conviction, like, I can't see this no more. And once I, st- I started, like, cutting off shows, I started noticing I wasn't having, you know, bad dreams. I wasn't having any, like, thoughts coming back, like old thoughts and things from the past coming up. And I was like, why is this coming up? Like those things stop. So I I agree with you. Like I believe that what we see is really important. What we hear is really important. Oh, absolutely! Like you have to keep your doors closed, as we say. Like you you know, try to keep all the doors closed. Be careful what you watch, what you listen to, and and it's hard. It's a process for everybody, you know. Like and when 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 we're watching something, eventually the Holy Spirit will convict you, you know, and tell you. Uh, hey, this is not right. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And I just wanted to ask for prayer, too, if that was okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, anything specific? Uh, yeah, like, um, Satan's been attacking my brain lately, and I'm planning to um, fly out on Friday to the new opening for the church on Nevada. So it's like this, I have two kids, also like teenagers, but so it's like I've been having a lot of like battling with the mind, like constantly like bad things, um, images and stuff. Like I had an image, I walked into my room and I had an image that my room caught on fire and that my daughter was in her room and I'm like telling her to run out the window and like that my kids, I have a phone call that I'm in, I'm in Nevada and then I get a phone call that I'm like, my daughter calls me saying that my son died or that I'm dying, like things like that lately. It's just been a lot of things about my kids dead or I'm dead. Mm. Okay, so, uh, yeah. and I'm sorry, what was your name again? My name is Daisy. 
Okay. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just lift up Daisy to the feet of your throne, Father God. Lord God, we plead the blood of Jesus over her, Father God. Lord God, that you put a hedge of protection around her, Lord God, that you loose your angels to stand guard shoulder to shoulder around her, that no weapon formed against her shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father God. Lord God, we... Uh, seal her mind, Lord God, with the blood of Jesus, Lord God, and command confusion to go to the pit of hell in Jesus' name and stay there and never to return, Lord God. Give her peace and a sound mind, Father God, Lord God. And we just thank you, Father God, for what you're going to do in her and through her, Father God, that you will get all the glory, praise, and honor. We thank you. We praise you. Give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen. 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 Praise say God. amen to that. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you, Jamie. And God bless you, Pastor Don Valley. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, you, Daisy. Folks, that was Daisy. Wow. Uh, She wanted some prayer. And, um, you know, folks, we just pray for her right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we come in agreement corporately that these lies that Satan is speaking to her, stop now. Yes. We cover her mind with the blood of Jesus Christ. We bind these demons that have come to lie to her. We bind you with a threefold cord, and we command you to leave that property and go to the pit now. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. Folks, we got another call. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Luke 418 Radio Network. God bless you. Who's calling? Hi. Hi. Uh, my name is Marie. Marie, welcome. Yes, thank you very much. And I am the best friend of Jamie's Aunt Bar- Barbara. Oh, wow. Best friend. <laughs> yes. Well, welcome. And so, um, well, thank you very much for welcoming me very much. Uh, she's been telling me about me a lot, and I was very interested in this. I do have something that I want to contribute. It's not, um, I mean, I'm not being attacked by demons or anything like that. But it's, I, I saw a news story this evening on the, a major news channel um, by a very well-known um, news personality uh, and I think that it should be of interest to every Christian, assuming that it is true. And I believe it must be true because, like I said, this person that I heard it from is a trusted news source for me. And it turns out that um, the people in um, Great Britain and that part of, I guess, Northern Europe type of areas are going to be in for some shocks this year, apparently, because there's going to be food shortages. Um, I'm sorry, not food shortages, but heat shortages. They do not have enough fuel to keep all the homes and businesses in that area of the world warm for all winter. And... I think this is shocking. I don't know if there is a um, Bible prophecy that includes that. I kind of know a little bit about Bible prophecy, but that um, cold doesn't strike me as a you know a major thing. But I just thought that I would throw it in there because if true, and I think if it is, we'll be hearing more and more about it as the days go on. 
and if true, I think that all Christian people should definitely make matter of prayer to help whoever's going to be involved. And who knows? It could come to America, true, too, if true. So that's my contribution. All right. Thank you very much. Um, uh, Jamie, do you have any answers to that? Yeah, I believe, like, uh, <clears throat> I really believe, like, judgment is here. Like we talked about, um, I I am uh, a believer that... Uh, I believe that uh, one of the horses already started to ride. Um, I believe that uh, that the first horse out of the gate, the white horse, I believe that was connected to COVID. You know, um, and the reason why I say that is because uh, when you go into the Strong's Concordance and you you depict the scripture, this rider on the white horse, um, it talks about how. Um, uh, he comes with a crown and a bow, and he goes forth conquering and to conquer, right? Bringing down nations. Um, cr- crown mm-hmm. is also corona. It's also tiara. It's also diadem. And the and the word mm. uh, bow, and the word bow is toxin, which means poison. Um, and so, like, uh, if wow. you do, if you do a, a a Google search on toxin in the Greek, the meaning, you know, it means. Um, like a poison that they dip arrows into. So when you put it, look at it, mm-hmm. you, you know, that it was written in Greek and primary, and then you read the words in Greek. So now this, this writer on this white horse, he went forth conquering to conquer nations with a crown or a corona or a tiara or a diadem and a poison arrow. You have to wonder, like, hey, you have to say, like, if it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck, it must be a duck. You know, and that's right. I mean, because after after all, I mean, it's not like the white horse is going to say, guess what? COVID, you know, I mean, but yeah, it, it sounds very reasonable to me. So are there any um, is there anything like that concerning salmon? I think oh, absolutely. The, the second horse is war. And that started happening with with Russia and Ukraine. And it, it's even a prophecy in mm-hmm. in um, Daniel in the book of Daniel about uh, this bear gets up with three ribs in its mouth. And, um, and if you look at that, like, I really believe that, you know, the bear has always been Russia. It's always been referenced as the bear. And, you know, the three ribs, I believe is going to be three nations. He's probably going to take, he already has one being Ukraine. And, um, That's right. and that war will escalate, but it's also famine is the next uh, rider. You know, the scales, which is famine and uh, pestilence. And I believe like... So that's I really, the third one? Yeah, that's the third one. Famine is always right on its back, you know. And um, and it's funny, if you really do a Google search and read on the headlines that they use in these articles around the world, it says, you know, you, it says prepare for biblical famine. Why, why would they use those words, you know? And I mean, these are the secular world <laughs> using biblical narrative language, you know what I mean? Like that's not yeah. that's oh not wait a minute wait a minute Jamie wait a minute I stand corrected in one respect I said food and actually the story that I heard on the news was about short of a way to heat ourselves no you know no shortages of coal shortages of gas shortages of anything that you can use to heat your homes and your businesses. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So There's going to be a sh- shortage of everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
I believe it's going to go, it's going to be worldwide. You know, I believe it's only, it's going to get to America because I personally believe like if you analyze the scriptures, like America is mystery Babylon, you know, she's very connected Mm -hmm. to her, um, Mm -hmm. you know, because in Revelation uh, 18, I think it is, or 17 or 18, it talks about, um, you know, they seen her. When they, they destroyed her, she's the port. She imports everybody's stuff from all around the world after they bomb her or whatever. It says um, that they see the smoke of her burning, rising, and the shipmasters won't come to her ports. You know, that ain't Rome. Rome don't mm-hmm. buy everybody's goods. Mm-hmm. You know, it's America. Um, yeah. It's, it says that he gave her time to repent, but she will not. You know, I believe... Um, Judgment's coming, but it's coming to America more slower because God is being gracious to us and giving time for the people to repent. I really believe in my heart. Well, and I mean, I don't understand why the whole nation, the sins of part of the nation. Can you explain that? You know what, like my, my phone's getting fuzzy again. Yeah, that was breaking up there. It was breaking up on her end. Could you repeat oh, the, the question again? Sure. Um, is there anything about... A sh- <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot the question. All Barbara, right. help me out. Well, let, let me let me um, let me share something with you, okay? This is out of Matthew chapter twenty-four, verse three, and this is Jesus speaking. And now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to Jesus privately, saying, "Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age?" And Jesus answered and said to them, "Take heed that no one deceives you." There's there's the instruction that we must listen to. Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. Mm-hmm. All these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations will rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. There will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And so we're seeing this beginning of sorrows. We're seeing pestilence take place as the uh, coronavirus went worldwide. And we're seeing... Mm-hmm. Wars with each other and kingdoms and talking about these rumors of wars. And so we're seeing the end time prophecies being played out. I mean, Amen. I and, and, that, I, yeah. and, and I just want to be specific here and say that I don't believe the vaccine was the mark. I personally don't because the Bible tells us it's a poison. No. And so like, but I, and I've seen I've seen people that were having side effects from the vaccine and uh, we prayed for them, my wife and I, and we casted out things and uh, God healed them. I had a friend that had AFib. Uh, He was having problems with his heart going into AFib from it and God healed him. You know, after we prayed for him, we had him repent 
for taking it and not trusting God and, uh, mm-hmm. and renounce it. And, you know, we prayed the prayer of faith over him, casted it out, and God healed him. My wife had a dream that they were, um, before it all happened, that um, they were injecting demons into people. You know, so I, I'm fully, I don't believe that it's the mark, but I do believe it is a poison. And I believe, like, people should repent well, of taking it and not trusting in God, not trusting God for, you know, to be your son. We have to learn as Christians, like the word sozo, um, that God is not only salvation. He's your healer. He's your deliverer. He's your provider. You know, he is your protector. You know, he is your everything. He's either your everything or he's nothing to you. You know, um, uh, that's where Jews say Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Meskadish, Jehovah Nisi. You know, I am your healer. I am your deliverer. I am your provider. Um, we have to learn that God is all these things, not just, uh, you know, uh, uh, a life vest. Amen. Jaira, mm-hmm. my provider. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I was going to say something. You know, you hear, uh, you read the scriptures like Pastor just gave about the earthquakes, the famines, different things that are listed in that actual scripture. And we sometimes get so much tunnel vision in the scripture, we don't realize the whole thing. Um, There definitely could have been many more things, natural disasters like uh, cold, extreme cold. Scorching heat, different things that the Bible, you know, the Bible doesn't have to necessarily say it, but it still could be a part of that package. That's right. Absolutely. Because it would be just horrendously long. Like uh, it said in, in, the, in the, it says that, that Paul, it's, it's a, people think that Paul would say the words, if I had written them all down, would be so huge. And, you know, they, they went around with big, huge books of papyrus. And I'm sure that Jamie knows a lot about the way they used to have the scrolls and the big, gigantic books. And we have these little Bibles, and even now you can put the Bible on the head of a pin. It's just amazing. But back then they had these huge, gigantic books. And if they had written everything down that Jesus had said, the books would fill the earth. It would just be too huge and too heavy for them to walk around with. So there's there's much more to the Word of God than the actual Bible that we held in our hands today. That's right. So I wouldn't just get into a, a fixed point thinking that if it's not in the actual text, that it's that it's not true. I don't believe that. Well, that's why Paul yeah. Paul was saying, let's move on from the elementary teachings of Christ and let's get into the mysteries of God's Word. Amen. Bringing it into the light so we can grow and be mature. Yes. Jamie? Amen. And I and I do believe like you know the the New Testament was primarily written in Greek and it's good, you know, it says study to show yourself approved, you know, it says um uh God conceals things and it's for kings to search the matter out. I think it's in uh Proverbs, right? Oh, okay, that one. Yes. Uh-huh. So, like, you know, it's it's our job to to search out. It says right here, Proverbs 25, 2. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out a matter. That's right. 
you know, so like it's our job to uh, go through the word and, and, and dig into it and break it down and study it in the Greek, uh, the Old Testament in the Hebrew and in the Strong's Concordance and like, get into, you know, and under, so you could really understand what's taking place. Yeah, when you do start studying this, it starts opening the bigger picture. Amen. Yes. Amen. Mm-hmm. And and uh, your name was this Barbara? I didn't Maria. catch your name, Maria. Oh, Maria. Okay, wonderful. Well, Maria, thank you for calling the Luke fourteen Network. It was such an honor to have you on the show. Thank you. It was the first time I ever called a radio show. Well, don't be a stranger and call back. <laughs> God bless you. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you so much. Amen. That was Maria, folks. Wow. Very powerful. Best friend of Barbara. Wow. Did you know she was the best friend of Barbara? No, I wasn't aware. (laughs) Well, you know now. Amen. 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 This has been exciting, folks. Be sure to join us on the chat room. You can go to Luke418radio.com. And click on the red box at the top, the white bars, and you'll see the chat room. And uh, say hello to us. Amen? Amen. These have been great questions, hasn't it? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. That's been exciting. So, Jamie, how can, if some listeners out there want to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you? Do you have like a ministry email or something? Um, Pretty much just off my email, um, my Jamie Gass at AOL. Old school. I'm not tech savvy. Yeah, I like that old school. <laughs> so, All right. um, yeah, just my name, jamiegast at AOL.com. Um, you know, if you want to reach out, uh, prayer, anything, you know, I'm, I'm willing to pray, uh, deliverance, wherever, wherever you feel like the Lord's leading you. I'm right here in Southern California. Amen. Amen. So, what's next? What God is doing in your life? Yeah, uh, it's, um, you know, like um, he's led me to the, the church that I go to now. It's funny. And um, and uh, he's actually, you know, used me to uh, speak to people there, some some for healing, um, you know. And so I, you know, wherever the Lord leads me, I try to be obedient to the king, you know. Um, and so right now I'm I'm probably getting we're getting ready, my wife and I, to uh, start up our own Bible study at, at our house. And uh, just see where God goes, see where he moves. Amen. Very good. Very good. Well, folks, what is the Lord leading you to do? I'll tell you one thing. Be sure to tune in to the Luke 418 Radio on Monday Night Live and be a part of the Luke 418 Radio Network family. And tune in daily to the Luke 418 Radio and listen to Christian anointed music 24-7 and listen to our anointed talk shows. I'll tell you, you'll grow. You'll learn a lot. Also, we broadcast at our Wednesday night, Luke 418 Konania Fellowship, and that is broadcast on the Luke 418 Church YouTube channel. And so tune in at 6 p.m. every Wednesday, and also on Saturdays, we have our 5 o'clock Luke 418 Church broadcast service on the Luke 418 Church YouTube channel. And then become a part of us. You can go to our website, Luke418Church.org, and just send a prayer request. We'd love to pray for you. Pastor Valerie. Amen. Praise God. We'd love to pray for you. 
and we've seen so many of the prayers answered and so many wonderful testimonies that have come into Luke 418 Church and Radio, and it's just so exciting to see God move, and I'm, I'm just thrilled with what's coming. It sounds wonderful. Amen. Any last words, um, Jamie? Oh yeah, like my 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 thing's getting uh, kind of fuzzy again. Okay, <laughs> all I, right. It, the enemy doesn't really like this show. I could see. No, yep. he doesn't. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so it's like my I'm. It's coming all fuzzy again to where I can't hear really. Okay, all right. Well, we can hear you clearly. You okay, have any yeah. last words? Yeah, like um, this is not a time to for the church to get nervous, to for Christians to get nervous and go hide in caves like Elijah. Like this is actually a time. This is the most, the best time of it all. Like God chose you to be here right now. He handed, you know, the torch to you, you know, to run the race. Like this opportunity that He's given to all of us right now. Uh, to step foot into faith, to rise to the occasion. Um, it's actually the most, the best time. Like all the people in the past wanted in the Bible, they wanted to be here at this specific time and yes. to see what we're seeing because right. they understood it's going to be the best of times, but it's going to be, the, it's going to be the worst of times, but it's going to be the best of times. You know, uh, we're going to see some horrific things. But we're going to see mighty moves of God that they have never seen and couldn't even understand. Amen. 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 The best is yet to come. That's right. And in order for you to see the best, that's you, may, you need to repent from your secret sins in your heart and live by faith 24-7, 24-7, 365 days a year. It's a command of the Lord. And start cleaning yourself up, get rid of the stinking thinking, and choose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. So praise the Lord. Folks, we thank you so much for joining us today on the Luke 418 Radio Network. I'll tell you, it's been awesome to have Jamie on and to bring insight and depth of the mystery of God's Word what a wonderful Amen. testimony. Yes. We see God's hand on his life. He's a great teacher of a word of God. And I'm, ex I'm excited to see what God is going to do even more in his life, yes. in his family life. This is exciting. Yes, it is. It's so exciting to see this. It's wonderful. Amen, amen. So, folks, thank you for tuning in. We love you very much. God bless God you. God bless you. Like what we do? Share this on your socials and tell everyone.